Welcome to Data Savvy Educational Leadership, where we talk about all things related to leading a culture of data-informed instruction for your school. Hi, I'm Heather Peltier with Education Foundation, and I'm talking here today with Dr. Leah Torres, who's the Director of Research, Evaluation, and Accountability for the School District of Osceola County in Florida. Hi, I'm Leah Torres, and I have been working in research and evaluation for almost seven years now. We're going to be talking about chronic absenteeism today. And I know for all the educators listening, you're well aware of what chronic absenteeism is. It's when a student is missing 10% or more of the school year. This has become such a pressing issue in education, specifically after the pandemic. We really saw a tremendous increase in terms of chronic absenteeism rates. We have been looking at how districts are really addressing this challenge, how they're better understanding it. Dr. Torres at Osceola County, I know you are doing some really wonderful things in terms of using your data to uncover what's going on with your students. We are definitely looking at the data to be a backbone of everything that we do and in our efforts to fight chronic absenteeism. And what we wanted to do was look for trends that it may be difficult for administrators to see day by day by looking at it through different lenses. So was there a grade level? Was there a period? Was there a course that significantly had more attendance issues? Now, In some cases, looking at it by period to see if your students are missing first and second period, coming in late, are they leaving early, are they taking longer lunches? And one thing we also noticed was that when you have substitute, they may not take accurate attendance, and that might be the classes the students are skipping are the ones where they have subs that day because they know they're not going to take accurate attendance was really keeping your records clean as much as possible so you can look for those trends in the data. One of the things that's remarkable about the way that you've been looking at this data is that you have such deep expertise in data analytics, as well as that applied on the ground experience. You've been a teacher, you've been a coach, you're a district administrator. So you understand the practicalities of it, but also because of your data analytics expertise, you're looking at it in ways that I think most administrators I've been talking to that are looking at their student data as it pertains to chronic absenteeism are not using some of the strategies and they're not breaking it down to the same level that you all have been doing in your district. And that is something that can be a barrier if the administrators don't know what tools they have access to. In some places, it's difficult if you don't have a visualization tool to help break down the data so you can see those trends. Otherwise, you're really just playing a report with a bunch of numbers and you're trying to aggregate that data yourself. And that can be really difficult if you don't have an analytics person to help you or a visualization tool like Power BI to help you. So there's different visualization tools that districts are moving towards. But in smaller districts, it's really going to be time-consuming to do. Right. Some of the some of the insights I know that we had talked about earlier that you had found whenever you started digging into your data are not going to be available if you don't really take that close look. So, right. for example, you were looking at those intensive reading courses 
which are mandated for students who are scoring below proficient in Florida on that state reading assessment. And you were seeing some of those trends pertaining to specific courses even. So let's talk a little bit about that. We were looking at our most vulnerable students. The lowest 20% of students in Florida are in an intensive reading course, and that's their tier three intervention for reading. If you looked at the overall attendance for the day, the students may have been going to other classes, but the class that they needed the most, that they were struggling in the most, we saw really high absenteeism at one of our schools for one quarter close to 50% of the student had hit this chronic absenteeism. And it it's an unaccounted for bucket. They may have been tardy. They may have skipped. They may be absent for half of the day. If you're just looking at tardies, that's going to be in one bucket. So you're looking at, and if you aren't able to look at tardies along with skipping, along with absences for half days, you get these tiny snippets where it may not look as bad when you're looking at it overall. That really is key is when you start thinking how many students are physically in that desk and how many of them are elsewhere. Because if they're not in that desk, then they're not learning. One of the other ways I know that you're looking at it is by class period, in addition to looking at it by course. Maybe you can talk a little bit about what you're finding when you start looking at your data and breaking it down by class period. It's very individualized by school. That was one of the things that is probably the most interesting is that different schools have different trends. So you might see at one preschool, students are late most days, and then they'll be there for the rest of the classes, but they're chronically missing that first period class for variety of reasons. It could be anything from a traffic issue to a waking up late issue to taking siblings to school issue. There's so many different reasons and so many different barriers, but they all mean that those students aren't in first period. And then what are you seeing at other schools? Some schools, they're missing first period. They're missing last period. So they leave at the end of the day and then they're there for the middle part of the day. In some schools, you'll see them coming in late and then taking two periods for lunch, but staying for the rest of their afternoon class. So you can start seeing when you look at your absenteeism with your master schedule and that working together to say, what periods are they missing? What courses are they missing? And how am I going to schedule it out? Because you're not going to want your intensive reading courses to be at the beginning of the day. If that's your highest rate of absenteeism, you're going to want them in second, third, and fourth. That way your kids can get to school and get in those classes. So the fewer periods that you put of intensive reading at the beginning of the year, the better off you are in some schools. Using your individualized data and thinking of your master schedule, which is difficult, but it can be arranged, especially for the students who you know are chronically absent. If they're missing twice a week, first period, intensive reading, change it to a third period and making those adjustments as needed. And I think that is where really taking that micro look at your data is extremely helpful for schools because if you're just looking at that whole day 
were students present? Were they absent? You might miss some of these patterns. And if you're an administrator at a school where students are just not coming in until after first period, you're going to handle that differently, or you should be handling that differently than an administrator at a school where students are coming in on time, but they're just taking these long lunches. And so they're missing these periods in the middle of the day. The other thing that's really key is knowing where your substitutes are. Knowing if you have a long-term substitute, which means you haven't been able to fill it with the teacher for a longer period of time. It could be weeks at this point in time. It could be months. Or is that teacher just out for the day and the kids are skipping the class because they're out for that day? So understanding as many teachers are on campus as well as you understand your students on campus is a really good place also to look at your data. Because if you're not sure, it can cause, like, you have every fourth period, you have a sub because you have a long-term sub, you haven't been able to fill it, and that's an intensive reading class, and those students are skipping. That is a place where you can start setting up where, okay, a coach is going to come in and monitor that class, or a coach is going to come in and help teach the class. Or maybe I need to change those kids' schedules who are chronically skipping to a classroom teacher or trying to do something unique, mixed classes, at a sub and a teacher in the class and then combine the classes if that's possible. But something to make sure that you can stop that absenteeism in those courses. Right. And one of the other strategies that I know we had talked about was just talking to, interviewing the students, talking to administrators, talking to teachers, and really just using some of that more qualitative data as well to uncover some of those root causes. What is going on? Right. Absolutely. Because when we start generalizing without understanding the barriers that the student has or the reasoning that the student has, you think you're solving the problem and then it doesn't get better. Right. And so then you might try something else and you think you're going to solve the problem and actually you're just making it harder on yourself and the students are still absent from the class. So understanding why the students are absent can help get them in class. Is it a classroom engagement issue? If you have a struggling reader who's been struggling their whole lives with reading, that can really be a barrier for them thinking, I don't really want to go to class today. I'd rather be somewhere else and doing something else more interesting because I always struggle in the subject area. But sometimes it could be for first period, there's a wide variety of reasons that students are absent first period. And so it's really trying to dig in other than saying, oh, they just don't think school is important and they're late. Right. It's a very surface. That's a very surface answer that's not going to get you anywhere. You really need to dig in. Why are they actually late? Or as what you're talking about with the first period rationale. So if you think, okay, it's because they're scheduled in this class and they're not experiencing success in this area, and maybe they just aren't motivated to come. Maybe the issue is actually that they've got younger siblings at home that they've got to get onto a bus before they can come into school themselves. So you might be addressing it one way and really missing the root problem. You can make those lessons engaging, but if you don't provide some sort of supports to help that student with what their real barrier is, then you're going to continue to have those challenges. Absolutely. And it could also be at the end of the day, if they need to get to a job, how can you amend their schedule so possibly they could leave early 
because they are have they don't need as many credits. So assigning them, you know, seven periods a day, if you could assign them six and then they go to work because they need to provide possibly for themselves or for their family when they get older or they're they're part of the income or babysitting. There's just if you don't understand the reasoning behind it, then you aren't really going to be able to solve the problem in a meaningful way to eventually, at a high school level, you want your students to graduate. These attendance issues are really barriers to graduation. By glossing over them and not digging in to figure it out, it ends up impacting you farther down the line. So it's important that having a guidance counselor or an administrator talk to the student about the absences can be key to solving the issue. Let's talk a little bit too about something that we typically think of as being a real positive that came about from the pandemic really was that need for schools to put a lot of their curriculum online. And so they're using these learning management systems like Canvas or Blackboard or others where they have all of the activities, they've got all the assignments on there. But what you're seeing is there were some students that actually are displaying more absenteeism because of those online learning options that have now been implemented. So in some cases, and it, again, it, every situation is unique, but some students who are behind, let's say they are tardy to first period every day, but their teacher has put the coursework on their canvas and they're able to keep up with the coursework, even though they have this attendance issue, but they are still being marked tardy or unexcused in the student's mind. But I'm doing the work and I'm learning and I am doing what the teacher asked me outside of class and I'm able to maintain my grade. Why am I being punished for missing? And so that's a really new dynamic that each individualized school needs to start thinking about and digging into and understanding their policy on attendance. It's something that that you have to work through as a team to get an understanding of what your expectations are and working with your teachers on what that expectation is and what, you know, what are your goals are as the student able to maintain in Canvas, or is that something that the student thinks is happening? And a face-to-face teacher would be better. And so even explaining to the student, yes, they know you can get on Canvas, but if you run into an issue, you can't just raise your hand immediately on Canvas. The students might be thinking they're successful when they're not actually as successful as they would be as if they were in class. Right. And so that's just an, an, another discussion that's new because the pandemic is, hey, there's this new dynamic. How do we work through this? And what is success for students? And how do we monitor that success? Key. And one of the things you mentioned earlier was a team effort. And I know that's something that we have talked about quite a bit is how your department is responsible for conducting these data analytics and sharing these out and communicating these with school stakeholders, with district stakeholders. And maybe you can talk a little bit about how for a district that does have those resources, how all of those pieces need to really come together 
to take the data and use it then, turn that into action to support the students? It definitely cannot fall on one person at a school site or one department at a district level. It is too much for there to be an administrator, just one, and their clerk who's responsible for calling like an attendance clerk and say, you're in charge of attendance, you get these kids here without talking to maybe a school counselor, a social worker, a school psychologist, all of your student services people really should be involved with it as well because there could be barriers that are coming up to attendance that might call for a social worker and other resources to get the student there, especially if there's younger children. You know, what resources are available in your county or district help parents get their students to school. If it's just relying on one administrator or a student records clerk, it could be very overwhelming. So community involvement is also key. If you're Title I, how is your Title I liaison working with your students who are being serviced? And is there is that liaison talking to them? Your school counselor is another resource that students can talk to and determine the barriers, but putting in on one person, especially when you're talking about student missing daily, it could be 200, depending on the size of your school, it could be a large number of people that this person is trying to call, a lot of parents. And so that makes it really overwhelming and really difficult and really ineffective to actually generate change. So it really takes a wide range of people to help in combating this chronic absenteeism. It really isn't just a one-man job. And that's probably the one thing that we learned this year when we started talking about it was that it cannot be one department. One department can look at the data, but it's going to take another department to work with social workers and another department to work with community engagement and another department to talk to parents to get, you know, chronic absenteeism can be two classes a month. You know, when you're talking about 18 days out of a school year, because that's 10% of 180 days. And so realizing that that's, that's pretty easy to be late twice to your first period class. And now you're marked as a chronic absenteeism, which I don't think parents understand necessarily. Because sometimes you're just running late. It just just happens. They don't even think about it. They are just running late, got out late, had to stop for something, got caught in traffic, and now you have this larger problem. And so it's really talking to parents about it, I think, is key in engaging them in a positive way and not in a negative way where they feel like they're the culprit and they're the bad guy in that situation and then they don't want to help. So it sounds like, especially for a larger district like yours, having all of those different departments involved in giving really that district level support to the schools so that they don't feel like they're alone in this effort and in really helping reach those students is, is definitely the way to go. All of the different insights that we've just been talking about throughout the segment are really possible because you do have such a strong background in data analytics. Being a larger district, your district has a dedicated team 
to really help the school leaders break down and understand what's going on at their school, as opposed to them kind of struggling on their own through it or trying to be the data person in addition to all the different hats that they're wearing. So I think that's really powerful that you and your team are able to bring those insights and really help the schools understand what's going on with those students so that they can better serve those students. If your district has been struggling with a challenge like chronic absenteeism and you'd like a thought partner to really work with you and help you dig into your data and identify solutions that can work for your students, then please reach out to us. We'd love to set up a time to talk. When you go to our website, educationfoundationsllc.com, you'll see the option under our services to schedule a completely complimentary consultation where we can talk through some of your district's needs and challenges and let you know some ways that we might be able to plug in and assist and give you that really data-centered and data-grounded look at the challenges that your district is facing. Thanks so much for joining us today and for sharing your expertise, Leah. Thanks for having me. It's always good to sit down and talk over current issues in education.